Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, and the Bible reads like this, Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray, for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. Isn't that good? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, again, we're thankful for your blessings today, Lord, that you bestowed upon us, Lord, and the opportunities you've given us to be in your house, a privilege. God, we're thankful for the health you've given us to be here, most of all for desire that you placed in our hearts, uh, Lord God, to come and to worship you, Lord God, together, and uh, Lord, as a family of God, and uh, Father, that you've given us a, a church, a place to worship, Lord, uh, that we could come together and worship in spirit and in truth. Lord, we're surely thankful for that. God, we ask tonight, Lord, that you'd move among us, continue moving, speak to our hearts tonight. God, speak to that one that may be lost, that may be unsaved tonight. We pray they'd be saved. God, we pray the Holy Spirit of God would deal with their hearts and convict them, Lord. And God, we pray tonight that you'd use us for your glory. Father, we pray the unction of the Holy One rest upon us. And God, that you'd preach us for your glory, Father, that uh, we might leave here stronger, Lord, than we were when we come. And God, we ask tonight, Lord, that you'd help us be a greater witness tomorrow than we were today. Father, we ask, hide us behind the cross, Lord, that men not see us but see you. And Lord, again, we humbly ask, Lord, that you'd preach us for your glory. For it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank God again for his word tonight. I'm thankful for these writings, all the, all the word of God. But when we get into the time of the, um, uh, the church age, uh, we really need to be thankful for Apostle Paul and uh, how God used him and how he was obedient to the Lord. Uh, because without Paul's writings, we wouldn't know much about church. Amen. And uh, so with Paul's writings has really, really helped us uh, with church and uh, uh, having church and how to conduct ourselves at church and the blessings we get at church and uh, all these things come from Paul's writings and how important it is to be in a local church. And, uh, you know, uh, the, these, these uh, uh, chapter, these books that he wrote, epistles that he wrote, they're so good uh, for our learning tonight. And as we look at this and, and read here in Romans that, uh, you know, we don't uh, know exactly how to pray, so we, we want to look at the Spirit tonight, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God. And uh, I hope you know that's the same person, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, or God the Holy Spirit. Uh, they're the same one, and uh, uh, as we, you know, uh, he used to be referred to more as the Holy Ghost, more so than now. Uh, now he's more known as Holy Spirit, and uh, uh, because we don't want to scare anybody, but, uh, you know, uh, it just, uh, uh, whichever way, anyhow, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost of God, uh, we know that there's a thrice Holy God, and he makes up part of that Godhead tonight, amen? And uh, so I don't uh, uh, try to separate any of them, but they all have had their place, amen, uh, in, in, in the Godhead, in that working, and uh, in our lives, and in, in dwelling us, we know the Holy Spirit of God is what indwells us tonight, amen? And uh, so as we look at this, I, I, I like to first to take for thought tonight or to look at or consider uh, the Holy Spirit of 
God uh, in our lives. This morning we looked at uh, the grace of God and, and how He works and how important it is, uh, the grace of God is in our lives and how uh, as He even delivered Noah out of the wickedness of His time on every hand. I believe it was that Noah uh, couldn't even open his eyes without seeing wickedness. Amen? That's how wicked it was. And so he didn't have, uh, you know, a lot of people around or neighbors around or a, a church family around to support him, uh, but, just, uh, but just trust in God and the grace of God and so uh, we see then also the spirit of God because the spirit of God was also active at that time uh, just as the grace of God uh, was active and, and uh, working in people's lives as he works in our lives today and so as he works in our lives we see uh, a lot of times that, that uh, he works in our prayer life amen uh, because he says here you know we don't even know how we ought to pray so we ought to consider the Lord in our, in our prayer life he said we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself make us intercession for us and uh, what he's saying is sometimes we don't even know what we need to be asking for we don't even know what we need to be asking for but we as the children of God want to pray in the will of God we can't do that on our own because we're flesh Amen. That's where the Spirit of God comes in. That's why being born again that we're filled with His Spirit. Amen. We're filled with the Spirit of God when we're born again. And that's why He says, uh, you know, those that, that are obedient to the Lord, those uh, that follow Him, uh, those that obey Him, that His Spirit is with us. Amen. His Spirit goes with us. And when the Spirit of God is with us, we are the children of God. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God. Amen. So we are the sons of God because we're led by what? The Spirit of God. Amen. And the Spirit of God is what helps us to pray. That's why it doesn't do any good to just, you know, uh, being being carnal and all and just uh, uh, begin maybe to pray for something as, as uh, I believe that James said, sometimes we pray and we receive not because we ask amiss. And now when we're not praying and asking uh, the will of God to be done or the Spirit of God be in the midst and just asking on our own in the flesh we're asking amiss we're not going to receive anything it's got to be done by the spirit of God amen uh, everything that we do for the Lord uh, needs to be in the spirit of the Lord needs to be allowing God the spirit of God to work in us amen rather than us working he worked through us amen and sometimes we want to get ahead of that or we try to get ahead of that uh, many times we may not even mean anything bad by it uh, but we feel like we got to do something amen you ever just feel like you well I need to do something about this situation I need to do something about this well let me tell you there's many things you're going to find in life that you can't do anything about and if you try you'll mess it up amen but we've got a God and we've got the Holy Ghost of God that can go before us amen and that he can move in us and he can pray through us and why he's praying and knows our mind and our thoughts amen God can relate that back to us through the spirit of God amen and we can understand a little more what we need to be doing amen and waiting on God rather than trying to take things up on our own self in our own life you know you may have someone in your family that you just don't know quite how to deal with amen or maybe a co-worker 
maybe a child, anybody in your life. But know this, the Spirit of God knows how to work with everybody. The Spirit of God knows the hearts and the mind of every person. And He's able to go before us and He's able to take care of that. He's able to change lives. When we can't change them, He can change them. And that's why it's important that when we pray or when we're going to witness to somebody, we pray that the Spirit of God go before us and touch that heart rather than us trying to knock a hole in it. Let the Spirit of God pierce it. Amen. And break that heart because the Bible said that He saves such with a broken and a contrite spirit. He'll save that person but until they're broken they'll never know that they need to be saved. But the Spirit of God if you consider what He can do and then we live in a time where most, most churches, most pastors, they want to rule the Spirit of God. They want, they, want to, they, they want to say when He can come and when He's to go and what He's to do. <laughs> Amen. Rather than letting Him do it, many times they just want to have a movement. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and call it the Spirit of God. And listen, you can have all the movements you want, amen, and that doesn't mean the Spirit of God is in it, amen. Listen, but when the Spirit of God comes, what He does is He bears witness with the Word of God, amen. And His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are a child of God, amen. And so when all this begins to connect and come together, we understand then the will of God. God. And without that, without the Word of God, without the Spirit of God, and without that connecting between us and the revealing, we don't understand God's Word. Amen. We don't understand the will of God. And many times we want to try and understand ourselves, but we can't do it. Even in our prayer life, as I said a while ago, have you ever been so broken that you didn't have words? Amen. Been so broken that I didn't have any words. But the Spirit knew. The Holy Spirit of God knew. And He knew what to pray. Amen. And he, he knew how to bring it out of me. Amen. He knew what to bring out of it. And he knew how uh, to cleanse me. He knew how uh, to take care of it. He knew how to renew me. He knew how to restore me. And only the Spirit of God can do that in our lives. Amen. Only the Spirit of God. And when it's the Spirit of God, it's something that lasts. It's something that goes with us. Huh? We can tell when it's the Spirit of God or when it's something just emotional or something worked up. Amen. Things that are worked up, they don't last very long. Things that just, you know, you work up in yourself, it doesn't last long. Maybe just a little while during the service, but you don't take anything home with you. When the Holy Ghost of God does it, there's a change made. And when you get home, you're even a different person. Amen. You talk different. You look different. And you act different because the Holy Ghost of God made a change in your life you know we have forgotten about the importance of the Holy Spirit of God convicting hearts and drawing people to an altar of prayer we've forgotten about the importance of that and we've 
you know, we've got so good at this. And we've gotten so professional at this. <laughs> you know, I heard this morning that some was going to be singing somewhere that was semi-professional. I said, well, let's hope they're fully spiritual. Amen. Amen. Uh, forget about the professional part and let's look at the spiritual part. Amen. And uh, we have forgotten because we know so well how to do this and so well how to perform that we rely on ourselves. Amen. I mean, we've even learned the, the tricks that we can get people to come forward. We've learned tricks to get people to raise their hand. We've learned tricks to get people to cry. Amen. You know, I could, I could just start right now telling you a story and I'd have up most all of you crying. Amen. I could go on to something else and I could get a, a, most all of you up here to pray. Amen. But we've forgotten that if the Holy Ghost doesn't do it, listen, it's not going to amount to anything. A matter of fact, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt because there's too much falseness in that, too many lies in that, too many things that's not credible that'll never stand. Amen. But when it's the Spirit of God, it's just right. It'll stand. And no man can take that away from you. They can't do it. Just like your prayer. You know when you get in contact with God. You know, I believe God always hears our prayers as the children of God. But there's something about getting in the prayer closet. There's something about getting alone with God and getting this heart in tune with God. And, there, and, and it doesn't matter how many others is praying around you or what's going on. You don't hear anything else. You don't know anything else. All you got is that direct line with you and God. Amen. I mean, that's when God, that's when you're doing business. Amen. Thank God. And the Holy Ghost of God is making intercession. Amen. And after that prayer, you just felt like, hey, there's no problems in this world or no devil in hell. Uh, that you can't conquer, uh, amen. And listen, uh, that's the Spirit of God that's working in us. And he does that in prayer. He does that, it, the Spirit of God moves in teaching us. As we find in John, in the, in the book of John, in the 16th chapter, we find here that he says, in verse 12, I have yet many things to say to you, but ye cannot bear them now. Albeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. It's the Spirit of God teaching us because Jesus knew here that he wasn't going to be around long enough to teach everything that the disciples needed to learn. He's going to be taken away. And so as he's taken away, he's going to teach, and the Holy Spirit is going to teach, but he's going to teach what Jesus tells him to teach. And that's what we got to know today. When a man says, the Spirit's told me this, is it the Bible? The Spirit's not going to tell us something else. Amen. That's how we know. That's how, that's how we judge if it's truth or not. You see, if somebody comes up to me and says, you know, it's okay to kill now. Well, I'm not going to believe them. 
because it's on the books. It's recorded. That is against the law. Amen. If somebody come up with something new and says, okay, it's okay to do this now, we know better. Amen. The same way it is with God's word and the spirit of God. If some man comes and says, well, it's this way because I received the revelation of the spirit of God has revealed this unto me. We know it's a lie if it's not God's word. Amen. Amen. We know it's a lie because he has come to speak the truth to us and this is all the truth, my friend, that we have. It's all that we have. Now, if someone could add to this, what good would it be? What good would it be? Oh, we've, we've got the uh, revelation We've got an extended revelation. We've got, to, you know, there's so many other revelations that people get anymore. But if the Holy Spirit is not, if it's not of the Holy Spirit, then it's wrong. And if it is of the Holy Spirit, it's of the Word of God. It can be backed with the Word of God. But the only thing is, we've got to know the teaching of the Word of God, and we've got to put it in its right place. If we don't put it in its right place, then we're mixed up again because they can deceive us with the Word of God by putting it in the wrong time, in the wrong place, right? See, we've got to understand these things, the, the, the teachings. He tells us that we need no man to teach us, Paul writes, over in Timothy, I believe, but we have an unction. We have one from the Holy One to teach us all things. That's talking about the Spirit of God. He's not taking away uh, the part of the pastors and the preachers and the teachers that come to teach us, but what he's saying is that the Spirit of God is the true teacher, and what he teaches is right here. Listen, and that's why Apostle, listen, Apostle Paul said this, let every man be a liar and God be true. Why would he have said that? Because man can go wrong. Man can go wrong. Right? So, if, if, but God can never go wrong. Amen? And that's the problem with adding any extra revelation to the Word of God. You see, you're going to end up in trouble when we add anything to God's Word. Amen? We get in trouble. But, you know, we've had people that say, well, I've, I've went, I've been there in such and such meeting, and it, it felt good. Well, it doesn't matter if it feels good or not. Amen. That doesn't make it good. That doesn't make it good for you just because it's feeling good. Amen. I mean, that doesn't make it spiritually sound. Amen. If your favorite ball team is winning the ball game, how does that make you feel? But is it spiritually... <laughs> Beneficial. No, it's just a good time. It's a good time. Yeah, that's just emotion. Which I'm not saying there's nothing wrong. There's saying there's anything wrong with having a good time. But when it comes to spiritually, when it comes to God's word, there's a big difference in a ball game and the worship of God. Right? We can't adapt the spirit of a ball game to worship God. We can't adopt that. We can't adapt to that. We can't have that. We've, we are separate from that. Amen. Amen. 
We get our feelings should from the word of God and the spirit of God just like when I began to read last Sunday morning and that's all got done. done was a little bit of reading but you know that it was the spirit of God because it was the word of God. Nothing worked up. Nothing but the word of God being read and the spirit of God moving and blessing. It wasn't something worked up. The same old word we read how many times? The Lord is my shepherd. (laughs) How many times? How many times have you seen that verse? How many funerals have you heard that verse either read or quoted? How many times? But it's the word of God. It's true. Amen. It'll never get old. It'll never be done away with. Amen. Listen, it is always good. The spirit of God makes sure of that. It's alive in him. It's alive in him. So he teaches us. By the spirit we are taught. By the spirit of God. In that same chapter of John 16. We find. Listen. That there, there, is, there is conviction that comes. In people's lives. By that same spirit. We find conviction that comes. Which teaches us. Right from wrong. The Bible said, and Paul writes, there's a spirit of truth and a spirit of error. All right. And so then that spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit of God that teaches us. And he doesn't tell us anything wrong. He tells us everything right. Amen. Now, just because I say some things, uh, uh, just because maybe we're up here preaching, that doesn't mean we're always right. I could interpret things a little wrong. But I'll guarantee you this the Spirit of God will never get it wrong. The Spirit of God will never get it wrong. Amen. Listen, and the Word of God will be just as good. Amen. It'll be preserved just like it is. No matter what I say about it, the Word of God will be preserved and just as pure as it's ever been. Through and by the Spirit of God. But we ourselves have to be careful. Of what is the Spirit of God? As Paul again said, try the spirits. See where they be of God. Amen. See where they be of God. They're trying the spirits. We've got to be born in the family of God. uh, Have the Holy Ghost of God on the inside, I think, and have a little ammo from the Word of God that we know what's going on and it wouldn't hurt us to have some spiritual discernment. Amen. Spiritual discernment. Knowing what's right and what's wrong. And that's what the Spirit does in our lives, teaches us these things if we allow Him to, if we allow Him, and if we allow Him to grow within us, amen, and us grow with Him, thank God, and grow closer to Him, He can show us and reveal to us not something new, but what the Word of God says and what it means. And He can teach us to be more patient. He can teach us to rely on him more. He can teach us that what he says, what thus saith the word of God is right. Amen. And so not only that, but when he teaches us and he convicts us, but also in that same scripture in John 16, we find that he comforts us. He's the comforter. 
I mean, when Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid, and went on to, to tell us that in his Father's house are many mansions, if it were not for the Spirit of God backing that up, amen, uh, and comforting us with that Spirit, also in uh, 2 Thessalonians 4, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which sleep, as others which have no hope. See, the Holy Ghost of God in verse 18 of that chapter says, wherefore comfort one another with these words. <laughs> That's the word, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit that comforts our lives in troubled times helps us whatever might be going on you know how the brother Dylan testified not being afraid anymore that's the Holy Spirit of God that's the Holy Spirit of God us being able to lay our head down at night without worrying about going to hell amen that's the Holy Spirit of God that comforts us amen as the children of God he comforts us as we go on the highways or wherever we're at and we feel at peace with God no matter what comes our way a peace that passeth all understanding that's by the Spirit of God that's the power of God that comes our way amen that's where it comes from it comes from the Spirit of God, and He comforts us in the, in the times that are hard, in the times that, that are sad and bad. The, the Holy Spirit comes through and uh, reassures us that you're a child of the King. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's what He sent back to do. That's what the Lord sent Him back to do in His name was to comfort us uh, and to be there for us uh, and to help us uh, in a time of need. Uh, he even blesses us. Uh, he encourages us. Uh, amen. In our walk of life. He's not one just to, to correct us and, and all these things and give us instructions. Uh, but he's one to comfort us. Uh, he's one to parent us, if you will, uh, and to help us in troubled times. Yeah, That's what he does for us. We consider the Holy Spirit and the work that he does in our lives. My goodness, what a blessing it is to have such a one that would come and make his abode with us. Amen. Amen. That would come and make his abode with us. One that would come, as Jesus said, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Amen. One that come and would cleanse us. Amen. With the spirit. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God and purify us and move in. And we'll become the temple of God. Amen. Hey, listen. To me, that's something to be thankful for. That's something to get excited about right there. That he comes in and abides within us amen that's the spirit of God he comes to, to teach us and to help us and to comfort us and we see here as we read to pray all this is through prayer James even said this if anyone like wisdom let him ask of God which giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not he, he came to teach us come to help us and open the scriptures and like uh, Paul said in Corinthians this word of God listen uh, it's not for the natural man because it's, it's, it's for the spiritual man to be spiritually understood and the carnal man cannot understand the things of God and so the spirit of God opens the scriptures up to us now we can understand them through them by prayer and trust in him he does all these things. And even when we don't know how to pray and what we ought to pray, he's praying for us. He's praying for us. Amen. Amen. You know, those, those times don't feel good, but they're really good. When we get to the place and we say, Lord, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. 
Amen. And that's like God says, I know you don't. Amen. That's what the Holy Spirit's for. I know you don't. I know you don't, but he's right there with you. He's going to open it up. He's going to open your heart up. Amen. And, and let everything come out. He's going to He's going to cleanse you, replenish you. He's going to renew you. He's going to restore you. Amen. Because that's what he does. That's what he does. And so if we consider the Spirit of the Lord walking with us on a day-by-day basis, what do we have to fear? What do we have to fear? I mean, the all-powerful one, the all-knowing one walking with us, Brother Massey, day and night, day and night. (laughs) Leading us and guiding us directing us, praying for us. I believe he's even praying for us. Amen. Sometimes we mess up. He probably has to say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But he knows. He knows when we don't know. When we're ignorant to things, he's not. Amen. And so we see here that the Spirit has come upon us. Amen. And listen, uh, thank God that he has come and he has filled us. And he's going to go with us all the way. Amen. He's going to go with us all the way. And so we see, as we look in the book of Acts, we see... The Spirit, when, when the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God first come, which is the promise of the Father that, that Jesus gave to the disciples, to his apostles, and promised them that, that the Spirit of God would come. And after 40 days of being there with them, now he's departed, and they're 10 days in the upper room praying. Some 120 are 10 days in the upper room praying. Now, we want to have a prayer meeting like that for praying 10 seconds. Amen. They were in the upper room praying for 10 days. How do you know that, preacher? Because when this Pentecost, that's, that's uh, 50 days after the Passover. So this was 50 days, amen, that the Holy Ghost of God has come back. The promise that was promised to them has come now and has indwelt them, filled them, amen. Listen, and they know that he's alive and that he's real and here he is and they begin to speak, amen, with these other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance and all these other nations understood them in what in their tongue in their own tongue in their own language and it gives a whole list of them every one that understood them and then there was others that stood by mocking said these men are full of new wine (laughs) that's what the world thinks about us amen they think we're drunk but Peter said, standing up with a with eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. Amen. See, it's early. They're not drunk. Amen. <laughs> They're not drunk. They weren't going to be anyway, but he's just about trying to make a point. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Amen. They hadn't had no tea with a twist yet. <laughs> Seeing it was the third hour of the day. Amen. There'd been no tea passed out, brother. 
And so they were all sober as judges. And this shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. Brother Jeremy was talking about the last days earlier. So, so the last days, if we make a distinction in, uh, to observe the last days between the last day of, of, uh, of Israel as it relates to Israel and as it relates to the church, or if we look at the last day, amen, as relates to the church, there's different times there. Amen. Different times. And so what, what Peter says here, uh, he starts off with saying, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. I'll pour out my spirit upon the, on the all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And so these things is what Joel said, and these prophecies have been coming to pass, and that's what he said would come to pass, and there it is. There it is. It's happened. Amen. It happened right there. And he said, And all my servants and all my handmaids, wasn't it Philip the evangelist that had four daughters in the book of Acts that, that prophesied? Amen. And they prophesied. But you see, with the Spirit of God, as I go back to where I began, if we're not careful, if we don't put things in the right time, at the right place, we get confused, or we listen to somebody that is confused about this, that don't put things in their timeline, and they run it all together, amen, and they confuse us or deceive us by putting everything together at the same time. It don't happen like that. Had it happened like that, the moon would have already turned to blood. The sun would have already been darkened. It would have already been that great notable day of the Lord. But there was a time frame. There was time span for everything here. And this time here was for the Jews as they heard that. And the Jews, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14... He tells us that the tongues were for a sign to those that believe not. Amen. It was for the unbeliever. And that's what was going on here. And the Spirit of God is in control of this. And the Spirit of God is moving in all this. Amen. And it's coming to pass as the Spirit of God moves through time. Amen. Listen, He knows the, the, the times and the dispensations of God. And He moves in those times as God has set forth in God's calendar. In the Bible. So the Holy Spirit of God does what's to be done on the timeline of the prophecies of God's Word. Amen. And as we get down closer to the end of the time, we see that there's less old-time conviction. Amen. Because it's a fulfilling of prophecy. As time goes on, that many are believing alone and are damned. Amen. And so we see as time goes on that these things are happening less and less and the Bible tells us about a time uh, of the falling away. See what I'm saying is consider the Spirit of God how He works in the time frame and the prophecies that God has given Him to work in the Bible. He's the same God, the same Lord and the same Spirit. 
But there's a, there's a book to follow. There's an order to follow. And we've got to get in that line and, and see what God's working at and what part he's at where the Holy Spirit is, amen, in, the, in our lives and in the church so we're not deceived into thinking that every Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes by and says they got the gift of healing or that they're apostles, uh, that we realize uh, that they're lying uh, and it's coming from hell and they understand that the Spirit of God doesn't work like that. What he does, he does for the glory of the Father. We had our times of the apostles. We had our times of these things. We had our times of the dead being raised to life. And I know God's still able to do all these things. And note what I said. God. Even Apostle Paul, when he was sick at the latter part of his life, he did not call for a faith healer. For an apostle, he called for the physician Luke. To come see him. Amen. Amen. He called for the physician Luke. Now God hadn't changed. And God still heals. And God still does miracles. But what I want you to understand is God does. Amen. Yeah. Amen. If I stand up here and I tell you that I can heal you. I'm a liar. Right. Right. Amen. I'm a liar. Sure. If I stand up here and tell you I'm an apostle and I raise the dead. I'm a liar. I may have seen some raise, but I didn't raise them. Amen. If I tell you you can drag them into my shadow and they'll be healed, I'm lying. Amen. But you can understand, even in this, why folks are, are uh, misled, why, why folks are, you know, uh, confused. Because even the apostles didn't realize everything. As Peter come preaching, he come preaching here, he preached. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sin. See, he wasn't even preaching the church age gospel message yet. He was still back preaching John's. Amen. Some in the book of Acts we read, talked to the apostles and they said we know not whether there is a Holy Ghost or not amen, yeah. amen. see they didn't even understand in Acts 12 and we can, we can see how confusion would be today even Peter as he come preaching and he was preaching and, and if the Jews come in he'd move away from the Gentiles and he was preaching to abstain from this meter. That meter. Paul come in and he rebuked him. See, Apostle Paul, he brought in the church age doctrine. He brought in the doctrine, the correct doctrine for our age. And the Spirit of God works in those bounds now, in that boundary. Amen. In that line of the epistles of Paul. That's how he's working now. Amen. He done his part on fulfilling this. He did that. And he'll do it all, fulfilling up all the way. To when the Lord raptures, it takes the church up. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit goes with us. Amen. I don't know. I hope, I hope you can understand that. But anyway, 
It's more than I can understand, so good God knows. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to lie to you and say I had all that studied out and prepared. You know, it's just Bible. It's just Bible. And if we get to the place where we try to preach more than what the Bible says, we have got a definite problem. When we do that, we're wanting people to look at us. Amen. I, all I want is you see this. Because that's all I ought to be seeing. Amen. Is the word of God. We, we, don't, we don't need eyes on us. We need eyes on the word of God. Because I'm man, I'm human. I'll let you down in a heartbeat. Not a purpose, but it'll happen. It'll happen. I'll fall asleep on you. Amen. (laughs) You know, I'll get hungry. I want a cup of coffee. (laughs) You'd be wanting me to come here and I'm headed to Starbucks. You know, what I'm saying is, we gotta, we got to rely on God and on God's word. we got to put our faith and our trust right here. Amen, right here. And he'll see that it works. But the spirit of God, and the spirit of God is there for that reason as he came on them. Listen, that didn't make them, I'm not saying they're bad at all. They was doing the work of God. They were blessed. Even Peter goes on to write more epistles. So listen, God used them. God allows for our ignorance. Amen. Listen, he's doing the best that he knew how to do. Surely he was. But we know plainly that it was wrong. When he when he the Jews come in, he walk away from the Gentiles. When he when he didn't know who was clean and who was unclean, and God had to send him the vision, Amen, and and, and let it down on a bed sheet, Amen, and uh, to show him what's clean, that everything's clean. Don't call nothing uh, uncommon or unclean. What God has cleansed is cleansed. And so he didn't even know that. But Paul had no problem telling him. Because that was what Paul was to do. Amen. And that's what, that's what he did. And so the Spirit of God, consider the Spirit of God, how he's come and he indwells us and he has sealed us as I preached this morning as the pitch and the ark within and without. And he controls the door of salvation. Amen. Amen. And so we see that then that he, he is the sealer. He's the one that seals. He's the one that makes the, makes the deal seals the deal amen. <laughs> amen when you call on the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit of God comes in that means the deal is sealed amen I mean you've, it, it's done you, you're not taking your name off the contract it's done amen that deal has been sealed and the Holy Ghost of God is there thank God for that hey if it wasn't the devil chase him off in a heartbeat but I'm thankful today amen that I know and whom I believe and persuaded he's able to keep that so I've committed to him against that day I'm thankful that greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world I'm thankful if God be for me who can be against me I'm thankful tonight, thank God, that he'll go with me all the way, even to the end of the world. I'm thankful today for the Holy Ghost of God that's given us the sweet promises that he'll be there to help us every step of the way. Amen. All right, Sister Linda, come to the piano. I tell you, church, Christians, 